This is The Recap, a weekly reflection on the sermons of Fellowship Baptist Church in Mainville, Ohio, seeking to help you make Jesus essential in every aspect of your life. I'm your host this week, Ryan Land, and I'm here as always with the preacher of this week's sermon, Brent Wilson. Brent, welcome back to another week of The Recap. Week eight, in fact. Week number eight, it says on our document. I'm doing The Recap. If you've been counting along, coming up on that double digits, maybe we'll have a party. Hey, a recap a pizza party. party, a pizza party. <laughs> so we are continuing in our sermon series, Wisdom for the Ages. And this week, you particularly focused on the topic of anger. And before before we dive in, I, I actually just thought of this. We didn't even talk about it beforehand. But what what made you what made you want to hone in on this topic, the topic of anger specifically? You know, the proverbs speak about many things, and so. Yeah, you know, the Proverbs do particularly drill down into different um, particular issues, whether it be anxiety or uh, money mm-hmm. or child rearing. Um, and so as I was just kind of looking through those topics, um, anger jumped out at me and it was like, hey, this is something. It just hit close to home and mm-hmm. it's something we, we all struggle with. Yeah. And so I thought it just seemed timely and yeah, helpful. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. The universality of it. Right. Yeah. Everyone's got anger. We're all touched by it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just, I was just curious. I just had that thought that, you know, you you rarely, you know, just like focus on one topic. Yeah. You know, and so I was just, I was just curious uh, what, what. uh, The other thing that's interesting about doing Proverbs is it's not like, okay, hey, Proverbs 2 deals with the topic of anger and Proverbs 3 deals with money. It's like, you know, I, I had like six or seven different chapters mm-hmm. that I was covering and you could have done a lot more because mm-hmm. the Proverbs are re- They read just like, like, like little, uh, couplets, right? Yeah. Like, for sure. okay, this, these two are about this topic one, but then it's like, okay, then you, this is another topic, another topic, another topic, another topic. Yeah. And one proverb. And so it's like, if you want to topically address something, you've got to look at the entire book and see mm-hmm. what the whole thing says about it. Yeah. So like, like we were in, you know, like 14, 15, 16, you know, 19, 19, 24. Yeah. And it's like, it's not like those teen chapters right there are all dealing with anger. Yeah. It's like no anger just comes up in all of those. Mm-hmm. And it, the, that, you know, Psalm 14 or Proverbs 14, excuse me, is, you know, addressing just lots of different things. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, a couple of verses about, about anger. So uh, it makes, I think it makes, you know, it makes preaching for Proverbs. <laughs> pretty a, a little more difficult because you can't just hone in on Mm-mm. you know these eight yeah. verses or whatever you, you do have to look at the book as a whole uh so uh, kind of on that on that note there, you said there you know we you, we were in how many i think six different uh chapters six or seven and yeah. so we got a couple here that uh we we touched on in the sermon but i think we wanted to do a little bit of There's a 12 i read 12 verses 12 verses from from all across yeah, the the book. gamut yeah so we have a we we have about four here uh, that we wanted to I think kind of just dissect a little bit. Yeah, these uh, these are ones that um, I, I I read at the beginning mm-hmm. and would have been applicable. They were kind of in the background, but I didn't necessarily really dive into them. And I thought these will be they're pretty simple, but they'll be helpful things to talk about as we just kind of continue to think about anger. Mm-hmm. So the first one of these I'll, I'll just read it out here is Proverbs fourteen seventeen. A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. Yeah, so when I read this, you know, I think um, 
a man of a quick temper acts foolishly. And it's, here's, here's what I said in the sermon was that um, when you're angry, your wisdom goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so someone, if you have a quick temper, you are acting like a fool yep. uh, because you're not thinking straight. You know, anytime we get angry and we cool down, we look back and we always think, why did I do that? Why did I say that? You know, we always regret the things we said and regret the things we did. Um, and it's because in those moments of rage, all of reality has been distorted. My mm-hmm. view of mm-hmm. the other person has been distorted. My view of myself has been distorted of the situation. You know, a lot of times we think, man, I really cared a lot about that situation in the moment, but now it's like, I really don't care that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of a time actually in church, uh, probably about 10 years ago, and I was in a business meeting and uh, it was one of those rough church business meetings. And mm-hmm. I went into it not really worried about anything. And, and I was, uh, I was, ch- I was proposing to change some things, merge some committees. Um, and uh, somebody had, who I had talked to previously for whatever reason, got their feelings hurt and blew up and it made it this, you know, big dramatic crying, you know, just hard thing. And then afterward, she comes up and apologizes. And she's like, yeah, actually, uh, I don't want to do this thing that I said I wanted mm-hmm. to do in the middle of the meeting. It was in the moment when something she felt attacked or she felt slighted or whatever, and she yeah. got angry, was she acted foolishly, mm-hmm. um, which caused a lot of other people to get angry and act foolishly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anger just has the ability to make us dumb. Yeah. And I think, and, and you, you talk about this a lot in your sermon, I think it's super helpful, is that, you know, anger itself is not the sin, right? Ain't like ain't, being angry is yeah, not yeah. innately sinful. And what this proverb says is that a man of quick temper acts foolishly. Mm. It's about that, like when, when we act out of our, our anger, or our quick temper, that's when we do foolish things. Right. It's not that being angry is foolish. It's that acting angry is mm. is foolish yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the time. Not, yeah. I'm not gonna say all yeah, the God time. is angry, but doesn't act foolishly. Yeah, because yeah. he is not. Uh, he doesn't have quick temper. Mm-hmm. He's oh, angry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, specifically here, it's not even just talking about anger, but a quick mm-hmm. temper, quick anger. Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's really helpful. That's that's kind of a really key thing I think from your sermon is that evaluating the the pace of your anger. Yeah, uh, and you know, give it five minutes, you mm-hmm. know, give it 10 minutes, yeah, walk it, away and see give it, so give it a day, yeah. you know, and, and because a lot of times you get caught up in the moment, like you were just saying. And so, mm-hmm. uh, if you, if you'd have waited a day, if you'd have waited a week, would, would you still be angry? Then you probably, mm-hmm. probably were wise to not yeah. act out of your anger. Yeah. Um, so then you, you also have written here, another proverb, look at Proverbs. Well, real quick. Oh, sorry. The, the end of this that? one. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a man of evil devices is hated. When I, when I read that, I think um, somebody who is who is marked by anger mm-hmm. is somebody nobody wants to be around. Because if you're around that person, you've gotten your head bit off a few times, and yeah, eventually those everyone around you can start hating you. It's going to start not wanting to be around you because they're tired of it. Yeah, I I also think um, you, you you reference that in your sermon. You know the isolation. And, and I think it does, I think there's a, a kind of a flip side of it because you're right. Like if someone's just marked by anger all the time, you, you can never, you know, it's like you should never function around that person. But also, you know, there are, I think, just communities that are built around being angry at the right person. Mm. You know, it's like, oh yeah, we're marked 
we're all marked by anger at the right, the the same thing. And that creates this kind of community. But then what that does is you're not allowed to ever not be angry mm. at that party, you know? Mm. And so it's like, it's a community that's, you know, built on, it's, it's unsustainable. Right? Yeah. You know, that's kind of my opening illustration was to talk about how anger sells. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether it's the news or whether it's politicians or some product. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and if you're a part of the group that is, we're all angry at, whatever together mm-hmm. and you stop being you start being compassionate or start being understanding toward that thing you're on the outs you're on the outs it's like get out of here you gotta be angry at this. yeah yeah and so there it just it can't anger cannot cultivate a healthy community and yeah true unity yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah for sure so all right so 15 one yeah 15 one a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger I like this language, a soft answer. When I read soft, I, I read, I hear gentle. Mm-hmm. I hear tone in that, right? Mm-hmm. My answer isn't uh, um, snappy, mm-hmm. harsh. harsh. Um, it's It probably has a, a good pause. You know, you've said something to me, mm-hmm. and before I respond, I'm, I'm pausing, and I speak with a soft tone. Yeah. Um, and that's really, I think, disarming. When someone mm-hmm. comes at you and they're angry, and and you kind of take a moment to to reflect and, and yeah. come back gently. It's hard for that person to come back angry again <laughs> because then they're really gonna look like a jerk and yeah. feel like a jerk. What one thing I just just recently read was, and it's it's you know about about engaging you know helpfully, uh, specifically with people who are like not churched and are sort of like doubters, mm-hmm. is to always sort of repeat their questions back to them just to make sure that you're speaking on their terms. You know, and so someone comes at you like mad about something for you to just calmly say, are you upset about this, you know, this thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because then they, they may be able to say, well, no, I'm not actually mad about that thing. I'm mad about this other thing. Or they're like, yeah, I'm mad at this. Th- I'm, you know, you're, you're speaking on the same terms. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you're not automatically you're not defending yourself. You're you're asking for clarification on their behalf. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, it's almost like an olive branch. When it's almost like, hey, I want to listen. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an invitation. And then right? it's like, oh, no longer am I needing to come argue with you and, and yell at you, but, oh, you're going to listen to me? Now I can kind of just like yeah. share my heart a little bit. Yeah. But as soon as you try to defend yourself, I think, oh yeah, is when the escalation begins. Yeah, yeah. And Because usually it's around some hurt I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. so I'm hurt or I feel slighted. So I'm attacking I you. I feel threatened, yeah. Yeah, so I'm attacking you. And as soon as you defend it, it's like, oh, you are you are m- diminishing my pain. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. saying my pain's not legitimate. Well, yeah. I'm going to come back all the harder now. Yeah, and it's just a, it's a. But it if you recognize my pain, it's like, it's mm-hmm. so disarming. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe I don't need to be angry. It, it, it's like, a, it's just a, a spiral of miscommunication, honestly, is what it is. Mm. Um, and so when you just need clarity, yeah. You know, and, and that's what, you know, a soft answer yeah. invites is clarity. I'm trying to remember how I said this. Um, and, and I, I took this from somebody, but, uh, the, we're often not angry about the situation itself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but about what we tell ourselves about the situation. Yeah. I can't tell you how many, um, situations, meetings, conversations I've had where they seem to go great, you know, I, I, going into it, it's like, Hey, it's gonna be a hard conversation or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And, but you walk out and go, you know, that went so much better than I thought. But then a few days later, you get a nasty email or you realize <laughs> that person, someone else tells you they've been talking about it yeah, or they yeah. call you up mad and you're like, 
what happened between the time we met and now? And it's yeah. like, they've played the conversation. And I've done this myself. I've mm-hmm. other people. You know, I've played the conversation over and over in my head. And, and I've gotten mad as I've replayed it because I, I hear it differently. I change the tone in my head. Mm-hmm. I go, oh, this is what they really meant when mm-hmm. they said this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, which is just not helpful. And so it's like my emotions are now inflamed, not based in reality, but based on what mm-hmm. I'm believing to be true. Yeah. And I also think along those lines, in the moment, you can be angry, not about what actually happened, but because this thing is support, this event mm-hmm. has like triggered or supported this narrative you you you, mm. you believe about yourself that you don't like. Yeah. And so then someone comes and, you know, makes this, mm. you know. Uh, claim about you or you know and an herb is maybe trying to be helpful and you think well they don't think I'm capable yeah and so then that makes you mad because you have this you've you've convinced yourself that yeah. people think you're not capable of this thing yeah and then you go on the defensive right yeah. and so it, it's yeah. not at all what they were doing right uh, but you were just believing this narrative about yourself and then their yeah helpful gesture yeah fueled this this false narrative in a in a dangerous way yeah yeah, for sure. Or you responded in a dangerous way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the last part of this is, uh, but he, but he who is, um, no, a harsh I? word stirs up anger. We're fifteen one. Fifth. Oh, sorry. You uh, want to go fifteen eighteen? No, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Yeah. So it's like if you respond softly, you stop the anger. You yeah, know, yeah. Quiet it. But if you respond with more anger, <laughs> quickly, it just spirals out of control. Yeah. You, right. you can choose to pour water on the situation, or you can choose to pour gas on. the Yeah, situation. that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so 1518, a hot tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger quiets contention. And these are linked. I think these are very similar. Yeah, they are. They are very similar. Uh, same chapter. Um, um, I really think it's the same thing. It's just it's yeah. a different way. So I think we can skip that. But, I, but I, I mean, I think there is a, a difference, right? In that, uh, it's, this is less about how you're answering, but it's like a hot tempered man. Oh, stirs up he, can, he can begin you know, it. Like, yeah. 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 It's yeah. Not the response is the start. Yeah. And so this is, this is, I think it's also, you know, interestingly related to 1417, right. Being when you're quick to anger, right. You're the, the hot tempered one is the one who, who stirs up the strife. Um, is, you know, it's, he strikes the match. Yeah. Uh, and so, being slow, the wise one is the one who who is able to to bring down the contention. Yeah, so on the front end, if if you're yeah. someone who's slow to anger, then you're gonna mm-hmm. stop the contention before it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you have the responsibility whether you are the instigator mm-hmm. or the responder. Uh, you you know you can stop it before it starts, or you can stop it right as it starts. Yeah, and here's where I think the proverbs are so helpful in in just that, like how much better are our communities if we can even just not even I'm not saying we have to do these perfectly but if we can all challenge ourselves to say hey I'm going to be a person who turns away wrath with a soft answer I'm going to try to be a person who is not hot tempered but who can slow be slow to anger and quiet contention among others how much healthier are all our relationships in our life Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. It's like how 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 many more conversations are encouraging than discouraging? Oh yeah. If we can just challenge ourselves to do this. And so I Well, how many people do we have in our lives that like we don't want to run into at Kroger or we don't want to see uh because we've had this issue, this moment, this blow up that has so ruined the relationship that I can't even be around that person anymore. Yeah. And it's like what a soft answer had of 
led to a different outcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or what was I, you know, was I the person who was quick tempered and, and mm-hmm. caused the yeah, yeah. contention in the first place, yeah. you know? And so just like the beauty of our interpersonal relationships that can come from not, yeah. ob- I'm not even saying obeying these perfectly, but just remembering them, mm. you know, writing them on our hearts yeah. uh, is, is I think, the really like drawing like the, the thing that draws us in is like, man, we would love to be people like this. We mm-hmm. would love to have relationships like this. Right. And the Bible is telling us you, you can't, you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like here, here are the steps. Um, so lastly, Proverbs nineteen eleven says good sense makes one slow to anger and it is his glory to overlook an offense. Yeah. Wolf. So when, when I read that's that, challenging, it is challenging. Um, what, uh, you know, one of the things I've always enjoyed doing, I think I told this story last week on the podcast anyways, about this older guy that, mm-hmm. uh, that we got frustrated with and then um, went to dinner with, kind of changed my view of older people. And since then, I've kind of tried to always have some older people in my life that I'm listening to. And uh, there was an older lady uh, about 10 years ago, and I was a youth pastor, who said this to me. Um, and I just, it stuck with me. I thought it's always been super helpful. Sometimes, People will say something to us, an offhanded comment or, you know, just a comment about something and it stabs us in the heart and we go home and we are, you know, festering about it, thinking about it, whatever. And the person who made the comment is probably not thought about it since it was an offhanded. They've not thought about it. And Mm -hmm. if they knew you were hurting about it, they would be torn up and broken and upset Mm -hmm. with themselves because they didn't mean anything by it. Um, and so a lot of times when those comments happen, we need to let them go and go and realize that that person didn't realize what they were doing. They didn't mean to communicate this to me. They were joking or they just weren't thinking of what they mm-hmm. were careless with their words. And so when I read, um, it is to his glory to overlook an offense, right? It's like, and it actually helps me mm-hmm. if I can overlook the, that, that quick word you said that you just, you know, it wasn't anything to you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, but I and, and I and I think that's right, and it does save us a lot of you know heartache. But I also think the same can be true when it's intentionally. Oh uh, sure, sure. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. when someone is intentionally degrading you or is intentionally yeah. trying to hurt you or insult you. I think going back to what you talked about last week, this security, like wisdom, oh yeah, is born from security when we have security in our identity in Christ. Mm. It's like who doesn't matter what people say to us or about us yeah. when we know that we've already been declared a son of yeah. the king, yeah. uh, a the, daughter of the king. Yeah. And so it's like this, you have this security. It's, it's actually becomes easier to overlook an offense because your opinion of me is not that important because I know what Jesus's opinion of yeah. me is. The other thing, and uh, you can push back on this if you want. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. The other mm-hmm. thing I think I do sometimes is if somebody intentionally makes a, a, a mean comment to me, it's helpful for me to realize, to think through, well, what's going on in their life mm-hmm. that it, it seemingly is making them feel better to tear me down. Yeah, yeah. And to almost to, to cultivate some pity, not in a negative sense, but mm-hmm. some compassion yeah. for them to be like, man, they must be having it rough right now if that's the mm-hmm. way they're going to respond. To yeah, them. or it's like they're, they, they're, they're trying to fit in and they see other people doing yeah. that or, you know, whatever. Like some, it's... It's rarely are people just motivated purely out of malice. Right, right, you know? right. They like, got some baggage going on yeah, that's yeah. causing that. It's like if I can get in their shoes a little bit and go, okay, they've got these things going on. Mm-hmm. And 
doesn't excuse what they did. Exactly. But it helps me understand. It helps that. you overlook the offense. Yeah. Yeah. I for think sure. for sure. And I think that's, I think that actually it also helps us with the first half of the, the proverb was like good sense makes one slow to anger is to put yourself in the person's perspective, yeah. have the sense uh, not just of self, but then a sense of other. Yeah. To be like, there's something going on with this person that is causing them to be, you know, upset or causing them to hurt me. And so, and that helps you become slower to anger, I yeah. think, is is that this person's got their own stuff going on. Or this person has, I mean, you, you know, nothing gets us more angry than like political conversations. Mm. It's like, this person's had an entirely different life than me. Mm. And so it's like, I like maybe I can for one conversation try to see things from a, from a different perspective. Yeah. Cause that makes you slow to anger and not just immediately be mm-hmm. like, you know, call them a names or, you know, whatever. Right. So for sure. For uh, sure. So you, you've got a couple, you know, you had a couple, I mean, I think four sort of like main kind of ideas of what yeah. anger does and what anger is. And so uh, we just wanted to unpack those just a little bit further, I think. And so first was, you know, it was the destruction of of anger what anger destroys yeah. things about us things about other people so uh, let's, let's just uh let's just dive into to the destruction of anger a little bit yeah so in the sermon i said you know it destroys uh ourselves destroys our bodies you know much mm-hmm. like we know stress hurts our bodies but anger mm-hmm. uh, i think hurts us all the more uh, oh yeah hearts brain uh blood cell uh, you know uh, blood pressure yeah um constriction of the arteries and all these kinds of things so it hurts you it hurts our communities. It hurts those around you. It hurts mm-hmm. your family. It hurts your friends. It hurts your own wisdom. We talked about that. It hurts mm-hmm. your ability to think rightly. Uh, and it hurts your will, your ability to do rightly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm sitting here trying to think of like, have you ever seen, been a part of a situation where you've seen somebody get angry and like good <laughs> result from it? Now, I think God sometimes redeems it. Like an, an ultimate yeah, yeah. good can come out okay. of the negative. But in the moment. But but saying. like without God's like redemptive hand and mm-hmm. uh, as like, like restoring a situation afterward, I've never seen like someone blow up in anger and go, man, that really worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> the, like the only thing I can think of, right. And I wasn't there, but it's just like, you know, Jesus in the temple. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like, so when the, when the anger is, you know, rightly pointed, which we're going to talk about that in a little bit, like yeah. the object of our anger is, mm-hmm. is right. And when, uh, and when we express it in such a way that we don't sin, I think that potentially, but this is purely hypothetical because I've never seen that done. Well, yeah, but you, you know, know so. that's a good point though, because I think, you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking about negative anger, like the mm-hmm. wrong anger. But I think if you look at, you know, the, uh, what do you like to call, what do you call like the social justice movement of the sixties? Like Martin Luther King, what do you, what do you call that? The civil rights, civil rights movement? movement. Like you have there, you know, I read that quote from Martin Luther King mm-hmm. at the end. Um, and so there you've got anger that is not resulting in, um, violence and blowing up, but it's mm-hmm. a anger at injustice. And it did result in good mm-hmm. change in the world, right? Yeah. And you can look at that from the way maybe we get rightly angry at injustices, whether it be abortion or the sex trade or, um, you know, whatever. Um, and it's like, well, as long as our anger is is slow and it is at a righteous cause and that God mm-hmm. is angry about and we're responding appropriately, yeah, good can come from that. Mm-hmm. But when you when you're talking about a personal offense and you're yeah, blowing up inter, at somebody interpersonally, um, or even angry at a you know just responding wrongly and quickly out of anger, like mm-hmm. usually there's just a dead a pile of dead bodies in your wake, right? Yeah, uh, dead yeah. relationships that like just carnage uh, left. Yeah. What well, and as you just listed, you know those those things that uh, it destroys. I had this thought: it's like it it also destroys your witness. 
right? Like, oh yeah. As you, you know, are, absolutely. Are, are you trying? Are you, are you struggling? Your kids not believers, and you're you know you're struggling with your relationship with your kids, um, <laughs> yeah. and they're just like, yeah, I don't want to follow Jesus because it just makes my parents ticked off all the time. Or, yeah, you know, like your 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 siblings or your coworkers or. Uh, who you're sitting next to on the airplane or whatever, yeah. like, like you yeah. know, you see all these videos of people like getting really upset about, uh, you know, like whatever, wearing a mask or you yeah. know, not getting their drink or whatever on on airplane, not being able to have their dog or whatever on airplanes. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine like that person has their blow up and then they sit down and they're like, hey, can I talk to you about Jesus? And it's like, if I, <laughs> no, I'm, no, you can't. You cannot. You cannot talk to me about anything. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, that's like a microcosm, you know, but like. When we're so angry yeah. and we can be so angry so publicly because of social media, oh, yeah. I think it just destroys, mm-hmm. destroys our witness. Uh, it's like, do oh. you really follow the Prince of Peace? It looks oh, like you follow the, and, and here's the, the Prince of Darkness fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but here's the flip side I'm just thinking about. I think it might also destroy our witness when we're not rightly angry at the right thing. Yeah, that's right? exactly right. Like if, if, if uh, Christians are angry about i don't know some flippant cause that yeah you know isn't a big deal when starbucks changed the christmas cups to just being red or whatever (laughs) and people were like they're taking christ out of christmas oh this is like years ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah. christians are all been out of shape about that i don't think they actually were i think it was just like some anyway but let's say they were yeah yeah let's generalize a little bit um i don't know if you know this right but Starbucks can't take Christ out of Christmas. That that's true. They don't wield that power. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, like we're, we get all mad about that. But then we're silent when it comes to the fentanyl epidemic, mm-hmm. destroying people's lives, or payday loans, mm-hmm. um, g- giving people ridiculous interest rates so that they can pay their bills, and they're mm-hmm. charging them thirty percent interest mm-hmm. or something. Right? It's like we don't care about that stuff. But yeah. those are destroying people's lives, destroying poor people's mm-hmm. lives, um, and. What if the world saw us angry about injustice and how, how might that also affect our witness? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's, that's really good. I, I not, I not considered that. Uh, and so let's, let's talk about, you know, slowness to anger, righteous anger. Uh, first, what, what does that look like? What, you know, just, yeah, you know, I think it is, it's hard for me to put a simple definition on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when you look at the Hebrew of this, like slow to anger thing, it's uh, there's this. Uh, it's almost translated nose. Oh um, yeah, like uh, or like you talk about someone being long in the nose. Yeah, yeah like or long something. in the nose or short. And it's, it's almost like like you know blowing out your nose. Like yeah, you, yeah. You cannot have a picture of someone who's angry. You got steam coming out of their ears and the steam coming out of their nose, blowing hard. <laughs> And it's yeah. like slow to anger is a short nose. It's, 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 you don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think there's kind of two sides of this coin. On the one hand, it is a slow anger in that it's not uncontrolled. Mm-hmm. It's very much in control. It is uh, not flying off the handle. It's not, it's not, I'm not its slave. Yeah. That's what I was just about the to say. The anger doesn't make me unwise because mm-hmm. I'm flying off in a rage, but rather I have a, a, um, just this, I don't know, this tranquil, controlled, thoughtful anger mm-hmm. that I still have. It's like it's like if wisdom goes out the window when you have the anger, it's bad. If mm-hmm. wisdom stays in the picture and you respond rightly, mm-hmm. then it's good. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm angry and I'm able to meticulously think through how to respond rightly with this anger. So mm-hmm. I think on the one hand, it's that. On the other hand, it's it's to be righteous anger. 
it's got to be aimed at the right thing. Mm-hmm. So if your anger is aimed at uh, the person, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. If it's aimed at the thing the person has done or has been done to them, mm-hmm. it's right, right? It's like hating it, the same. It can, it can be right. Can be, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and so it's like where it's aimed and how it how it's manifested. Yeah, you know, th- you, you got to think through all those on a case by case basis to see if it's right. So here, here's a question I had during your sermon, and I'm just I'm I'm just dropping this on you like a like a like a nuke. Okay. How how does the doctrine of total depravity relate to us as humans having righteous anger? Is it possible mm. for me as a human to have anger that is righteous because? all of my senses and my thoughts and my emotions have been, mm-hmm. have been broken by the fall. You know, I think it's, I think it's probably going to be like really hard to know. We've talked about on the podcast before our motivations and how complicated mm-hmm. our motivations are to, to yeah, know. Yeah. 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 But it's like, let's take something we know God gets angry at, like just sin, like murder, yeah. abortion, abortion. We, we know um, that, that God is angry about that. Rightfully mm-hmm. so. Well, when I'm angry about it, I'm at least headed in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. My the, motivation the, might be tainted. Yeah, the object is is right. Yeah. But I think also, like, it's like, do I get, do, is there a part of me that's mad at the foolishness of women for going to the abortion clinic? Mm. Is there a part of me that's mad at the doctors who are performing it? And is that righteous? Or is you there know? a part of me that's only motivated by a political... Yeah, I think something. I, so it was just it was just a question I had that that was that was in my head is like is this possible for me to have righteous anger? Uh I think off the cuff I would say it's not possible for you to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. It is possible for you to do it rightly. Uh, yeah. Like uh as rightly as one can. Yeah. Well like well, like it's Paul that says, you know, be angry and do not and sin. do not so, sin. And it's so, a command, so it seems like Yeah, yeah, it's you can, so you can yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so so I, I, I hear that, but I do think what it does for me is say, I think more often than not, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, my anger is not justified, is yeah, not yeah. is not yeah. righteous. Even when the object is right. Mm-hmm. How I express it, or my motivations are probably off, or how 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 maybe we are like fuming, even if it's mm-hmm. di- directed at the right thing. I'm fuming about it, um, and maybe that's the wrong wrong response. Maybe that's uncontrolled. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably just really hard to know, and so it's like I think the co- having community. But this goes mm-hmm. back to last week. Having community that speaks into yeah. my anger helps me see my blind spots. Mm-hmm. Where oh yeah I was out of control and anger even mm-hmm. though it was pointed at the right thing I got a little yeah a little too and, much and I also think like when I you know you say community this is part of that it's like when we hear someone you know saying like just being like yeah but I'm righteously angry yeah it's like that's a that's a red flag for me <laughs> that's like when the foolish person is like yeah I'm wise yeah yeah you know it's like when the angry person is like yeah but I'm righteously angry I'm yeah. like. I don't know that a right like yeah. someone that's seeking to be righteously angry is like justifying right, right, right. or would feel or would even need to justify. Oh, here's a question. If you're righteously angry, I might be answering my own head, but if you're righteously angry, do you look angry? And the way we think about anger. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, when I was asking that, my first thought went to Jesus flipping the tables over in the temple. He probably looked pretty angry. <laughs> <He looked> calm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> tranquilly, slowly. Hey guys, excuse me, I'm gonna flip this over real quick. 
Um, and I just like <laughs> softly and tenderly. Jesus is flipping, <laughs> so, making a whip from <laughs> reeds. Yeah, but also I'm not Jesus, right? So, so he yeah, can do that. But like, for so for us, yeah. If I look and appear what we think of as angry, I might be probably doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Might be just a good like rule of thumb. Yeah, you're not Jesus is usually a good <laughs> rule of like never has anyone used that. <laughs> never has anyone been like, yeah, but Jesus was righteously angry. I, I don't know, man, I don't table. know, man, like 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 no the, one's that's the, never day, been the a days successful of defense. Uh, the days of WWJD bracelets. Like, what would Jesus do in this situation? He'd make a whip and start running people <laughs> out of this place. So <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, that's like, I, I just, we can trust God's judgment on that one. I'm not trusting Ryan's judgment. Um yeah. All right, well, let's talk about uh, Augustine and, and disordered loves for a little bit. This yeah. has to do with kind of the objects that yeah. we are just talking so about. So if you don't know Augustine, you might, we call, we say also Augustine. Augustine. Yeah, Augustine, St. Augustine. Yeah. Uh, so late 300s, early 400s, AD, the, the Bishop of Hippo, the Northern Africa, um, comes to faith later in life, but then becomes this great scholar, writes uh, Confessions. Confessions, City of God. De Trinitate, um, if you want to get Latin. Ooh. Uh, and, the and it's just uh, he's a church father whose uh, whose writings have impacted uh, Christendom, uh, and so he talks about disordered loves. This idea that we love things too much or too little. You know, I can love ice cream, but if I love ice cream too much, then uh, it's going to cause a problem. I, and so basically, the, the whole point in this is, if I get angry at something, I should ask the question: What am I defending? Mm-hmm. Because what's probably happened is I've loved something too much. And you've when we talk about you've pushed my buttons, <laughs> yeah. you've really said you've pushed on an idol. You've pushed on mm-hmm. a disordered love. You've pushed on something that's sensitive to me because I love it too much. And I'm overreacting because you have threatened this thing I love too much. And now I'm defending it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, you know, what's on the throne of your heart, right? We, yeah. we talked about that language sometime with, with kids. And so it's like, when when you're getting angry consistently at the same thing over and over again, yeah, it's a good sign that's like, hey, this is maybe ruling you. you know, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. maybe, and 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 this is like what's really interesting about you know when he talks about this is like, and it could be good things, right? Like it could be uh, righteous anger at an ob like at a at a good object, right? Mm-hmm. Like like a, a some injustice in the world, but if if it is like taking over the anger at this it's all you unjust, think about this unjust yeah. thing yeah it's like i think you're disordered mm-hmm. um and so it's it's not just saying hey put the good things on the top of your heart and uh the bad things on the bottom it, or take them out it's it's saying that jesus is, is over all of it right yeah. god is over all of your heart let everything be ordered rightly yeah um yeah uh, I think it's so helpful for me to have these diagnosing questions and say, okay, when I got angry about that, what was I defending or what, what, why was I so willing to scorch earth over this issue <laughs> yeah. uh, or lose loved ones, lose friends, hurt friends over this issue? What, what is going on in me uh, that's doing that? And, and sometimes, you know, I, I, like for me at home with my kids, it's um, who are perfect angels, who are so good, <laughs> uh, you know, they'll do something and it will make me angry and it's not necessarily uh an offense like they said mm-hmm. something mean to me it may be that what's well, making me mad is i i want peace and calm. i want quiet i want quiet yep. right and so what i'm really defending I want me is, time i think that yeah I think i'm that's defending my me. right to me time it's like mm-hmm. i ain't got no right to that yeah 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 uh, and so uh 
I think it can bring you to the, um, to really do some soul searching to figure out what these real mm-hmm. demons or problems are in your heart. Yep. And so, and then kind of finally is the, how do, how do we heal? Like I'm, I'm an angry person. This is, that's vulnerable. I am an angry person. Yep. How do you heal from that? How do you, how do you move on? You know, I, I hear people all the, or kids, students all the time, particularly saying, I'm just so mad all the time. Yeah. It's like, so how do we heal from that? How do we move on? Well, I think first step is admit it. Right. Um, we t- I talked about how anger is this addictive substance. Like mm-hmm. it feels good to be angry. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part, why it sells. That's why it sells. That's why we want to be identified with a group of people who are all angry at the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels good to be angry. And so I think you first, you got to admit that you are in that it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got to analyze that anger. What am I angry at? What yeah. am I defending? Uh, what's going on in the, the recesses of my heart that I'm mm-hmm. responding to this? Um, so I think those are the, the biggest steps to do those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I think it's really helpful to remember the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. It was interesting to me reading about this this week to see that not only did Jesus, you know, we, we talk a lot about Jesus absorbing his anger. Mm-hmm. Right? He's angry at us because of our sin and he absorbs his anger. He absorbs his wrath. But not only did he absorb his anger, he absorbed our anger. Right. Um, put us back there. We've done the same thing. The Romans did. The Jews mm-hmm. did. We did yelled, crucify him. We reviled him. He did mm-hmm. not revile back. We, um, we mocked him. He didn't mock back. Instead, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so Jesus absorbs his anger and our anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we understand what he's done for us, we've admitted it. We, we, we own who we are with, through confession um, and can see what has been done for us that he hated and was angry at our sin and not us and, and uh, did a surgical strike on our sin, hated our sin to set us free. Um, then it, it begins to just change our hearts in a supernatural way where we can look at our own anger and go, man, I don't want to be the fool who is ruled by this. I want to be the wise man who finds blessing through being slow to anger. And so we can begin to heal it by admitting it, analyzing it, and then transforming it through the gospel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is going to seem unrelated, but I promise it is. Okay. I, I remember when the Avengers came out, uh, I don't know if this was a joke or if someone actually believed this, but there was a thing that was like, don't, don't let your kids go see the Avengers because vengeance belongs to the Lord. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's real. It's a real thing I saw. And, and it, it, when we were having this conversation, when you were, when you were talking about, uh, you know, him absorbing, you know, the anger, uh, it, it's what I thought of, right. Is that we don't have to get angry at these, these slights at these, uh, insults at these, these, and even the, in, even at some level, these injustices, we don't have to let them rule us because vengeance is mine, declares the Lord, right? He, there will be justice paid for every wrong that has ever been, uh, yeah. done on earth, right? Yeah. It was either paid for on the cross or it'll be paid for, yeah. uh, at the end of days and it'll be made right. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it's not worth it. Mm. Like there's already wrath directed at it. Right, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be ours because yeah. vengeance is the Lord's. Yeah, not re- revenge, right? But justice. Right. So it's like I don't have to be mad at this person. I can forgive them because it's, it's not my job. It's not my duty to hold them accountable for yeah. their 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 wrongs. Yeah, and, and their I, think, sins. I think what goes with that is when when you are analyzing your anger and you realize, oh, I'm angry because my ego was attacked. Mm-hmm. What's well, because oh, I'm not secure mm-hmm. in God's love for me and God's view of me. And finding my identity there um, because I feel like I need more than that. I feel like I need 
to be viewed with respect, be viewed with be- by beauty or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, that's an idol. Yeah. That's something I think is going to save me. And so it's like, oh, my anger is actually rooted deeply in this insecurity that I have. I got to give that to the Lord. And so it's, mm-hmm. it becomes this great helpful cycle. Of, and it's sanctification. Yeah, right? yeah. It's chipping away all the little parts of you that aren't Jesus, right? Until yeah. eventually uh, you're in the you're conformed to the image of the Son. Yeah. So, uh, it, but it is a process, just like we talked about wisdom last week. It's it's not a door; it's a pathway. It's yep. small cobblestones that are building a path towards left foot, right peace. foot, left foot, right foot. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, uh, it's been a great discussion. Uh, thanks for joining us this week for the recap. We hope this uh, conversation has encouraged you to keep striving to make Jesus essential in every aspect of your life. If you aren't part of our church family. We'd love to meet you on any Sunday morning. We gather for worship at 1030 a.m. And for more information, you can go to myfellowship.church. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email staff at myfellowship.church or fill out a question on our church app under the This Week's Sermon tab. Uh, Next week, we'll continue in this sermon series, Wisdom for the Ages, on Family Sunday. So we look forward to seeing you and all of your families uh, in in the service on Sunday. See you then. See you then. Be blessed.